I do know is that the show has begun. Oh, oh right. yay. <laughs> Fake excitement, stepdad's day. <laughs> I'm taking you out because your mother's about to kill you. Uh, who am I? I am Al Jackson, faithful co-host of Daily Blast Live. Uh, I have been a stand-up comic for 17 years. I'm the father of three, but I am super proud to be one of the co-hosts of this show. Which show am I talking about? My safe word is more welcome, swimmers. We miss y'all. Not only is it just me this weekend, you know we got the whole crew in here. We have three-time Emmy-winning producer, Mr. Chris Clark. Chris, how in the F are you? Spectacular. Yes. All right. That's a great word that I need to use more. He's also a relatively happy person, which I don't, I don't understand. I think because Chris <laughs> knows who he is, and yeah. everybody else is searching. Mm. And you see it when people just know who they are. Well, I know who I am, and yeah. a lot of times I'm just miserable. Well, I would like to tell the people who you are, okay, who this miserable do. person is. Yeah. And I think you're miserable because you're super smart, and that's the curse. Mm, uh, welcome to is. the club. Uh, who's miserable? The gorgeous, the wonderful, the two-time appearing on Survivor, <laughs> one-time appearing on Amazing Race, but all the time appearing right here and in your earbuds. Miss Corinne Kaplan, how are you? I'm great. Yes. Uh, I had. Uh, I have... Some some things to review today that were less than great. Okay. Um, but that's the way like uh my subs would tell me, like yeah. when I would when I would miss a day uh -huh. and my class my sub would be like, uh, we need to talk about all of your classes. And she would put smiley faces on each corner for each uh, each uh each period. And my first period was honors. So uh -huh. they were like smiley yeah, face. Yeah, yeah, and then almost like a Simpsons sketch, they would just the smiley face would just go down till mm. it got to my sixth period, which mm. was just why, where out. I got most of my jokes to yeah. start my career <laughs> yeah. was my sixth period. They were hilarious, but they were insane people. Mm. And my subs would just be like, I don't know how, I don't know how you do it. You, it, I, I couldn't miss a lot of time because nobody could work with that. Class. Yeah. They were insane, but they were hilarious. And I love y'all. Uh, well, Corinne. All right. So I'm going to review a couple things today. This is a very exciting update. I know that you all have been waiting for this. I had Botox shot up into my asshole on oh, Friday. Okay. Of last I thought week. this was about the Trump trial. No. This is, this is <laughs> I feel way like, more relevant to all of I, our lives. Yeah, I feel like the listeners have been wanting <laughs> this update. I I promised that I would review it. So I'm going to give you all the information. We'll we'll review that in a second. Um, from that, I'm going to go to. I had a listener that sent in actually a Facebook message because they thought the email might not have made it, and it was pertaining to. I'll read it out, but it was pertaining to dieting, and I recently began intermittent fasting. So I'm going to review what's been going on with that. Why am I doing that, and how it's working? Um, I have a little bumble nonsense to share. And then I'm going to talk. The profiles last week were so good. Yeah, I know. Oh. This was me communicating with someone that just really um, sucked. So we'll give yeah. you that update. Um, and then I'm going to tell you what I call trash art. <laughs> <laughs> and, really quickly, I have to know, how do you feel about the new background? Oh, my gosh. So uh, we will take a picture of this because God knows we don't always have video. Yes. But it's amazing. It looks just like an exhibit at Meow Wolf. Like he's basically ripped apart... How many computers is this? I don't know what an inside of a computer looks these like. Are, if you didn't tell me that that was inside of the computer, I don't think I would have guessed these it. These are motherboards from... Motherboards. Uh, well, motherboards. Yeah, the cool thing uh, with uh, working at a TV station... Is that this could set fire at any moment? Oh, absolutely. You know, that's, <laughs> that's not like... That, that's probably being tossed out because it's not regulation anymore. Uh -huh. They're like, oh, we can't. The baby's caught on fire last time we used this. Mm -hmm. But uh, 
you know, TV station, when you go to one, there's TVs like everywhere you go because obviously the news is on. So they go through TVs like like gamers would. So they burn out and stuff. So they throw them in the one time. It was I wish I'd taken a part a picture of it because it almost looked like art that you could just put the word capitalism under and like win a bunch of awards. I in the in the big dump dumpster where they the dump truck goes, there were probably like 75 flat screen TVs that looked fairly new, but they burn out because they're on 24 hours a day. I'm going to lose my mind right now. Do you understand that like the the thing I'm about to talk, we're flipping it now. Trash art is going first, Chris. Oh, down. I, I, okay. So you, to be clear, the, what I am sitting in front of is art you made from the trash. Yes. I literally was going to tell you about my trash art. How is that even possible? (laughs) How? That's so crazy. That's what happens when you don't prep. Okay, so uh, we'll just start off with this short story. Um, basically, I have had a long-standing history of finding what I call trash art, which just is art somebody else threw out. I have several pieces in my home that are signed, mounted, framed, gorgeous pieces that are actually trash art. And I don't really know how I – like, I, I'm like, I'm not sure that anyone else finds this, but, like, I know to look. Whenever I, tr- whenever I drive by a dumpster, I always look if anything's leaning up against it. Because usually trash art, they don't put it in the dumpster. They're hoping someone will take it. They know it's like a viable option. So every dumpster you drive past, I look and see. Yeah, I always try and see if there's any good. Is there anything good? Yeah, because people, if it's good and they want people to take it, it'll be outside the trash. Now, I never really shared this with anyone. Like my old co-host Max knew one of the big pieces in my living room was trash art, and he was always like, "It's not very good." I'm like, "You shut your mouth. That was free, (laughs) and it's massive. Free one we've ever seen. Yeah, that one's like, I mean." Like from there, to, like I don't know measurement wise, but it's is the size actually okay. It's probably the size of me. Like it's very tall. Just from that description, it's clear that you have no idea I don't. about dimensions. I don't. She said it's about, and then she pointed straight <laughs> up like a four year old that lost its balloon and it was just yeah. leaving the fair. And yes. then she said it's about the. That's how Corinne, uh, mm-hmm. Chris, where should I park? Go like fifteen me's away yeah. around the corner, and then one Al. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. That's that's my space mm-hmm. over there. <laughs> I have no concept of measurement. Um, okay, so I find this piece of trash art. Now I wasn't going to tell anyone. It wasn't like a topic I was going to bring up. I would like to pull the audience to see if other people have found trash art. Um, but I loved this piece so much. I drove by the dumpster on my way to work, and I saw this and I was like, oh, and so I pull over and I grab it and I put it in my car. And then I'm riding with my counterpart, Elise, and we were we were together. Oh, so- you did this in front of another professional. No, I didn't. Oh, okay. I did it. We met up in our cars in like this particular client's office that we were seeing together. And then we had to take a conference call. So I was like, I'll just jump in your car. We'll take it together from your car. But while we were waiting for the conference call to start, I was like, oh, I got to show you this piece of trash art I got. And she's like, what, what do you mean? And was I was she like, like, I was wondering what that RB smell was. Well, no, she goes, she, she started to look really sad. And she was like, we make over six figures. You don't have to go dumpster diving. And I was like, I don't have to, but I, I will. So I bring her the, and I show her the art. I'm going to show Al what it looks like. I will obviously be putting this on our Instagram. It's my safe word is more. So you can check it out. It's so fucking dope. It's framed and mounted. It's totally clean. I don't know. If I don't think there's any jizz it's on it. Bizarre. It's bizarre. It's it's cool. It's art that somebody that's been doing a lot of mushrooms thinks like this is like got a lot of meaning. Mm. I do like this, but this is this is trash art for your third, maybe second guest bathroom. Well, okay. Well, it's not. It's in my entryway. It's the first thing you see. You've done too much dope shit. You don't want people (laughs) to see that weird. I think it's cool. I'm gonna you 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 guys come ahead. No, it's very cool. 
And it has like, I like the way that it's framed. Don't it, bully like, me into saying okay. it's very cool. Cool. Well, it's you know what? Fine. Just because you don't have taste. Okay. I thought she was holding off to like, she. you better describe that to people. I was giving her a window to describe <laughs> oh, the weirdness that I just I don't saw. Know. It's there a, are three eyes. There's, Start with that. There's a, It's a pink background. <laughs> it's a cartoonish face. There's three eyes and it's smiling. And I think it is welcoming slash scary, which is what I want you to feel when you enter my home. It it's you know what it, it made me think about is and it's so weird growing up. I told you this image is burned in my head not only because I'm from Cleveland and that was our team before they changed it to the Guardians, but the Indians, uh, the old Cleveland team before they changed the name due to racial obvious uh, grossness. The Indian they used that's the, the those exact oh, same yes. eyes. Yes. So when I saw that, it looks like totally the it's- top half of like the Cleveland in the old Cleveland Indians logo. But with a third eye in the middle. Yeah. I'm gonna you guys, it's gonna be impossible to explain because it's just obviously it's a very esoteric piece. Okay. <laughs> it's a real think piece. <laughs> so okay, but the best part is when I saw this, it was leaning against the dumpster with some other belongings. I also took some of the other stuff, not just the art. But it wasn't for me, it was because I thought maybe I'd give just it away. Say how many needles? Okay, no, no, no. <laughs> so what's funny is so I'm talking to Elise and we have some time before this call is going to start. And she says to me, oh, I actually made a peach cobbler last night because I have all these Palisade peaches. You know, we have peaches here. I don't know why they're fucking special, but everyone buys like you can't buy one Palisade peach. You have to buy like a crate of them. And so she didn't eat all of them. So she made a peach cobbler. So I said, oh, my God, do you cook? And she goes, yeah, I go, I got a trash cookbook for you. So I happen to have also picked up a really nice hardbound cleaned cookbook. And so I give it to her and it's like never been opened. It's called Brown Sugar Cooking, cooking the cooking from Oakland. It's like what, what, recipes from Oakland. Okay. <laughs> That's it was the first one crack. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's such a weird thing that you continue to dumpster dive. Not only the, I love even it. though that you're doing well. Free is my favorite price point. As you, as you were talking about the art, I was like you have really missed your calling because I feel like and Chris tell me if I'm wrong. If Corinne couldn't make up billion dollars selling art to stupid rich people in the Hamptons uh-huh. that didn't know because you look the part she could give her I've been all over the world with these pieces and uh I feel close to them but I and I want to share them mm-hmm. with you uh if you're not going to buy them I'm going to ask you to leave yeah. because this the art <laughs> you can't look at and they be right. like I want to stay what do I need to stay yeah, yeah, yeah. like I'm telling you you could you have that look uh-huh. you have that like I've, I've traveled which you have and you can you have that the ability to just be like this is more than work for me. I don't have to do this. Mm-hmm. I do. I'm, I'm here for the art. I'm just the conduit. Well, yeah. So I, I, I just can't believe we both have trash art now. This is yeah. This you is, almost had a trash cookbook that was coming to you if Elise didn't. Just as she happened to mention that we, she cooks. should we make a, should we both make a meal out of the trash cookbook? Well, now it's in Elise's hands. Well, but I made some. I, I made some couscous for you. You didn't want no. that. No, uh, we're gonna get to my diet in a second. Yes. But before we do, let's let's go with the big the the lead story, if you will. Okay. So to catch everyone up, I my asshole's been broken for a while, and I had to go see a colorectal surgeon. That gentleman told me I have basically no options except for surgery. I don't want to get surgery. It comes with a risk of incontinence and I already have enough problems dating. I cannot also be wearing a diaper. So There's a lot of guys that are into that. Well, I would, it's a very specific lane. I mean, you I'd have to the start Beyonce an OnlyFans. of that, yeah. <laughs> that dating pool. Yeah. Yeah, I would. So I refused. I would rather be in pain the rest of my life than have the surgery that carries like a 0.0025% chance of, he said he's never seen it. I'm like, I don't care if it exists. I'm not doing it because I will be the lucky one. So, so would you get LASIK using that logic? 
No, I have perfect vision. Oh, I hate you. Well, I never, I was like not of the, I never sat in front of the computer. Okay. I just didn't. I, <laughs> I didn't, didn't play either, video games. I oh, was you didn't? Blind as a bat. Um, I got LASIK when it was well, when it first came out. Shitty genetics. Oh, so you, you, I got LASIK run, probably like eighteen years now? ago. It's running definitely low, and it it was so new. It was a thousand dollars, and I paid for it in cash in fifty. Oh, you didn't do a Groupon? No. This, no. Oh, this is way before the internet. Like this was. The, my dad took me to like an office. You know, like there's like office buildings. But then there's like floors that are clearly like almost like pop up. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sure, they yeah. Could just That this was that. There was no art on the wall. There were no brochures. Uh -huh. It was just me counting out fifties on yeah. the counter. <laughs> Jesus. With this, yes. My uh, piece of shit ex, uh, the rocket scientist who I sometimes refer to, he, only as piece of shit ex. Um, I this watched is credit card lip. No, that's actually a good ex. He's not a piece of shit. He was a doctor who I dated for three years. Mm. This guy was just an awful, all around awful human. Still is awful. Hope he's, you know, suffering somewhere. Right. But I did Absolutely. watch him. He got LASIK and I asked if I could stand in the corner and watch and I watched them like shave his eye and like I watched the whole procedure. Um, unfortunately, he came out with good vision. Um, and then dumped me shortly after. Oh, I, yeah. Was it the glasses that were keeping you guys yeah, together? Exactly. Um, okay. So to the main story. So I was given the opportunity. He said to me, there is one thing we can try and do. And that's, we can Botox your rectum. Now, a couple of things about this. I did not ask a lot of questions. I just asked if there, if it I carried. I would think that would uh, it, be an explosion. Uh, yeah, questions. you would think it wasn't. I asked if insurance wouldn't cover it, which they don't. <laughs> And I was like, how much is this going to cost like, is me? this a prank call? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So he said, you know, it's like slightly experimental, but basically the idea is that they're going to freeze some of the muscles there. So it would give the the lining of my asshole time Stop to heal. Stop doing a fist when I know, you're I'm talking sorry. about your asshole. Well, I'm trying to describe this in like a ladylike way, and I don't think it's going well. Yeah. So I said, you know, yeah, like I, I want to do that. I'm, I'd rather do that. But try that first. And he said, look, I got to be honest with you right now, like the statistics on whether that would work, it's maybe 60%. Like there's still a very high likelihood that in three months when that wears off, we're going to have to have the surgery. I, I recommend the surgery. I was like, cool. I'm still not doing that. So I had an appointment at 8 a.m. on Friday. And I for the experimental surgery, correct? Not the no, tried the real, and true. So here that this is the other question I asked. I was like, well, I asked this when I was there by the the time that this was starting the other surgery you're fully put under for i mean they're, they're going in and like i think cauterizing like your your fissures so that you have to be under now this ain't nobody said shit about what uh what kind of anesthesia you know analgesic was going to be used and i just assumed like of course they're going to do something something or else tell me to take a xanax before i show up right. i mean we're talking about I, I for those of you out there that haven't had botox the deal with botox is yes it hurts very much when you get it in your face some derms will numb you depending on the size needle they're using but it's a it's it's not like a super long but the problem is that it, they've got to inject the botox into you so it's a couple seconds it's not like a quick you know it's you know a couple right. seconds for the the botox to go through the needle especially if they're using a really small needle so I know how painful it is in my face. Now I'm thinking about an area that's compromised. And like, think of like the tissue and like the inside of your nose. We always say the inside of your nose, the inside of your ass, same, right. same. It's very delicate. Like you, 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 the idea of having a needle for a prolonged period of time in I there. I couldn't imagine. Okay. So I'm scared. I, I really like the night before I was like, what the fuck am I doing? So that morning I get there, I get there at 745 because they said to get there 15 minutes earlier than the appointment. Nobody's there, which is so annoying to me. Don't ask me to come early. 
if y'all don't open the doors till eight. So I'm sitting Indian style on the floor, like a first grader in front of this office, like very like scared looking. And I walk into the office and because I had to give them, I have new insurance. I had to give them my insurance. I noticed something that I had never noticed before. And I would like you to look at what is on the counter of this extremely professional. He's the number one colorectal surgeon in Denver. Okay. This is what I saw as I gave them my insurance card. What? Oh, it, there's a sign that says, have a nice poop. And there's another sign that says four and a half stars would poop here again. I don't need this kind of humor, honestly. I don't like that. <laughs> I didn't like it either. I, don't like that. <laughs> I didn't either. Because you're already, you have to understand, like to you, to you, the physician in the doctor's office, this is what you do. You couldn't be more bored with this. Mm. But the people coming through are probably literally shitting their pants. Yes. <laughs> Most of us, yes. And it's like to to make light of, I I would go above and beyond to make it seem extremely professional, mm -hmm. the more kind of like yeah. taboo it is, not taboo, but like untalked about, mm -hmm. you know, unpenetrated areas. Uh, yeah. Unswum waters. Right. Well, <laughs> so I am, you know, I read that sign, I sit back down, I'm like, you know what? Maybe it's no big deal. Maybe this is just going to be no big deal. And, you know, I'm just trying to go in this with like a, a sort of lighthearted attitude. He's very jokey. And I, if I haven't said this before, he's my soulmate. He's my twin flame. I am obsessed with this man. I don't understand how I did not meet him earlier in life. Like, I wish there was a path to, you know, he's happily married, allegedly. And he, he as I'm about to tell you, he brings his wife up on every visit I have with him. So I, I don't think there's trouble in paradise. Um, but well, maybe he's overcompensating. Maybe. I, I just, he's so perfect in every way. Oh, I just love him. Anyway, I digress. So as, you ask if he has any friends. Well, yeah, I mean, that's how I ended up with the other doctor. He was married. And doctors know doctors. And they know single doctors. Well, that my ex, the doctor, was married. And I asked him if he had a brother. And he's like, no, but actually my wife has a cousin. I went out with the cousin. That didn't go well. And oh. I became friends with him. And then I just waited it out. And then, you know, he left his wife for me like a year later. Oh. So, I mean, I'm not saying there's not a chance. Obviously, we all know just because there's a goalie doesn't mean you can't score. But I don't want this guy to be, like, afraid of me in case he ever hears this. I'm not going to say his name. But he is my soulmate. Well, I you already him. said the number one colorectal surgeon. Yeah, but I think, like. What voted... do you think? There's five number ones? <laughs> you understand think... how rankings work? I mean, he's number one according to, like. And how many could there be in the city? Well, apparently more than one because Jay was like, hey, so I have to get a colonoscopy. And he's like, and my doctor's really hot. I wondered if it's the same one. He shows me. I'm like, no, it's a different hot one. I think they're all hot. Whose doctor was hotter? I don't. So I, my doctor's not photogenic. Like I even, I showed Garen like videos of him because there's like videos of him like doing something online. And she's like, he's not, he's nothing special. I'm like, you're, you're, you have to see him in real life. He's just like wildly unphotogenic. Jay's is a little more photogenic. If you were just looking at pictures, you think Jay's was hotter, but mine's hotter. Oh, but have you seen Jay's in real life? No. Okay, you got to. I mean, I could take just because he's the number two. I could take my it. ass to another. Yeah. Get a second opinion. <laughs> yeah. Look at this, Doc. So, um, okay, so when I get into the office, I am like really, like really quite nervous, and I said to him, I was like, um, "I is this gonna hurt?" I, I don't understand. Is the needle going higher up in the rectum where, the no, where there are no nerve endings? Or are you hitting it like lower down where the fissures are? Because it seems like that's going to really hurt. And then he said, well, it's not going to hurt me at all. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm done. I'm done here. 
I'm done here. <laughs> I was not thrilled with that response. Okay. So then he tells me, okay, so he goes, he tells me to disrobe and all I have to do is take, it's, I got a Winnie the Pooh it, right? It's just pants, underwear, everything's off, but the top can stay on, which I thought about purposely wearing like a sundress where everything has to come off. So then I'm like tits out also. Oh yeah. Yeah. But the morning of this, I was so frazzled that I didn't end up doing that. So, all right. So I've just got like a napkin around my waist basically. And, uh, he comes, he comes back into the room. Well, sorry, before he left the room, um, I, I asked if it would hurt. He said it wouldn't hurt him at all. And I, you could see, I looked scared and he put his arm, his hand on my arm, on my shoulder. Right. Okay. And he sort of like pet me and he said, you are stronger than you think you are. He closed the door and I began hysterically crying. I was about to say, this is a strong black woman. Like, <laughs> the this hell is, was that? This is legitimately rock bottom. <laughs> I had just had to be calmed down at 8 a.m. by a proctologist who's about to shove a needle up my asshole, who's like, you're stronger than you think you Obviously, I'm saying I don't have a boyfriend. I'm, my mother doesn't live here. Like, I got nobody assisting me, me in this. Me Chris. Yeah. You could be in the waiting room. I just so, thought, I thought he, you were going to say, he reached and touched my arm and said, I'm only going to go this high. Yeah. <laughs> Nope. As deep as I'm going. So now I'm, I'm, I have this, you know, the, the gown around my waist and I am in the position and wait, what is the position? Describe it. Okay. It's like the art of seduction. Yeah. It's the art of, it's like, if you, if, uh, when you're doing, uh, this, the, if you're capable of doing the side to side when you guys are laying in bed, it could Mm. be sexual or not, but when you're sleeping, you know, big spoon, little spoon, but she was doing the little spoon that's presenting. It's it's actually what what Rose does in the Titanic painting. It right? looked like the way animals show subjugation to yeah. a larger animal. Though you're just like, I can't I can't expose my neck, so we yeah. take this cheek. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's like yeah, uh, is little spoon. It's little spoon. Yeah, sure. So I um I I you know I've now asked several times, and I can tell by the way that he's reacting that he doesn't want to tell me that it's going to be painful because he would have just said it's no big deal. And he's like, he did say, he's like, you know, 10 seconds tops. And I'm like, but is it going to be the worst 10 seconds of my life? Like how bad is it? And he just would not come clean with a response. And then he said to me, this is what he said. He goes, I wouldn't do anything to you that I wouldn't do to my own wife. And I, what? <laughs> yes, that is what? what he said. I wrote it down on my phone so I wouldn't Stop. forget. Yes. That's and the so- weirdest that is of all the things. <laughs> I just feel like he's hitting on me without hitting on me. I mean, would you do the things that you do to your wife to me? Because I'd like that to happen. Okay. Do you want to asshole is half full this? Yes, please. Okay. Yes. <laughs> he keeps putting into your mind. Yeah. And equating you and his wife. Right. He's not making the separation between patient and it's like uh, it, it, it'd be like uh, if one of your homegirls got stuck in town, you're out of town. You're like, oh, crash at Alice's place. Sars out of town. Uh-huh. She ain't sleeping in the bed right. because there's levels to this mm-hmm. game, homie. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It wouldn't be like, here's Sars' robe yeah. and here's Sars likes to eat on the left side. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> she likes the bachelor. So you're gonna, yeah. like, I'm putting that person in my spouse's, not spouse, but like my yeah. girl's place. I, that. It it seems deliberate. That's that that's the asshole's half oh, full. Thank you. I, it, I was hoping that would be the case. Because there's so many things he could compare it to, compare you to. I've it's had a weird thing like to say. You, usually and, yeah. women your age. Yeah. Usually your women your race. There's so many things that he could have kept. This is a medical procedure. 
there is nowhere in medical school where they're like, comfort your patients by talking about your wife yeah. and her ass. And also, I just wanted to be like, does your wife have the same anal fissures? Like, what are you talking about? So, what if he goes, I, I wish? I, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he loves a fucked up asshole. <laughs> so, okay. So he, he says, okay, take a deep breath. I do. He begins injecting. And I begin, and I had no, I, I have a very, very high pain tolerance. Like, I really do. I, I truly do. A weirdly high. I was screaming to the point where Shut I up. thought maybe other patients are going to get upset. I was wailing. And I was like, stop. Like, I couldn't. I was the most pain I have ever experienced, hands down, in my entire life. And he's like, okay. Just one this more is injection. This somebody has been on Survivor twice. Yes. Like, we joke around a lot. You ain't no puss. I'm not. You're really I mean, not. I'm somebody that, like, you know, I have no op opioid receptors, so I can't take pain meds. So generally speaking, if I'm in pain, I have to just be in pain. There's, like, not a lot that can be done for me. So for me to be in this much pain, it ha I can't imagine a normal person doing this. Then he goes for the second injection. So he has to inject both, like, two sides of my rectum, like, like, both walls. I don't know how you would say it. Right. So he's like, okay, just one more. And I was like, no. And he's like, yes. And so he does it. And I'm screaming, screaming, Al. And it took what I felt like was forever. And then when he finished, he just you mean like. coming or doing the <laughs> procedure? Because he definitely got off on this. Yeah. Just like my wife. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he put his hand, like the, the this part of his hand. like She's, this making, is, she's making the fist this with is one my, hand and then the mannequin hand with the other. Yeah, if this is my balloon knot. This is his hand. He did this. Oh, for about two minutes, and then to did, help, like I guess the Botox. Hand, he, so he pressed. I hope it was gloveless, but I couldn't see. He pressed. He pressed like the fingertips of his hand, almost the way like if you panicked and you were trying to erase like pen with the the, the bottom of your finger. Like holy shit, this isn't coming. Yeah, out. that. Like that's yeah. Okay, so he pressed that out. He did that for like two full minutes to get the Botox to go in. I think also to like relieve the pain because it was really, really, really painful and it was still painful. Like it wasn't like the pain ended when he took the needle out. Like it was imagine like it just it, you can I don't have to explain. It. You understand that obviously this it must have hurt like as horrific. soon as, as soon as it made contact, you were like, this is really bad. Yes. Well, oh, he said to me, um, I said, you know, I want to review again that there's no risk of incontinence with this. Like what what exactly muscle is being frozen? Like also, like what if I have to go to the bathroom and I don't have a lot of warning? Like am I going to lose the ability to like hold it in? You know, like I, I, I asked all the fun questions, guys. And, um, and he said, you know, I have to tell you, I, I, I am not making this up. He said, you have an extraordinarily tiny hole. He's like, you have a very, very tight opening there. And so I would have to put an enormous amount of Botox in. It's like that opening in the Death Star. And I was like, if you like this, this is very small. If, if you like this hole, you should see the other. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take this relationship to another hole. <laughs> but he just, he wasn't meaning, I don't think, to compliment me, but I definitely took it as one. Right, yeah. He was basically saying that, like, this is, like, like wildly small. Yeah. And that's part of why I'm having it's problems. bad if he immediately starts asking you how spring break was. Yeah. Like, he's like, this is bad, sweetie. No, it's good. Okay, yeah. so you got, you found out a couple things about mm -hmm. yourself. And who can say that every day that they learn something about themselves? Yeah. Okay. So I have three months. It's so, I don't, the Botox probably kicks in, like, right around, I guess, tomorrow. Because it takes about a week for Botox to kick in. Okay, when did it stop hurting? Oh, good question. Um, Shit, it was hurting the rest of that day. Like it was, but it wasn't like the, the immediacy of the pain that went away. And then it was just like achy the rest of the day. 
Oh, don't do they give you a donut? No, they don't. But here's oh my god! So Jesus pack? Christ! So this is the whole this is the whole lead into the story. So he says to me, I said, you know, he sent me to this GI. Which if I haven't reviewed this, and I'm not sure if I have or not, because I've had to tell so many people this story. Um, I was consuming. I don't like water. You guys know that. And I was consuming this diet grapefruit juice that I really fucking like. It only has five calories. I've told you about it on the podcast. I buy it is as many gallons as this yes. one particular King Super has of it. In addition to that, in the morning, I you know I have three. Truvias or Splenda's in my coffee. It, at lunchtime, I have cottage cheese I add Splenda to with blueberries. I mean, I have diet hot chocolate. I have sugar-free gum all throughout the day. So when I went to see this GI, he's like... Wait, diet hot chocolate? They make a 25... Swiss Miss makes a diet sugar-free hot chocolate. I have the sugar-free creamer that goes in my coffee. Everything's sugar-free. My whole house. And I have... When I eat sushi, I have a sugar-free rice vinegar I use. Shut up. Five what? calories. Yes. Instead of 25 calories per tablespoon. Yes. I have figured out how to cut calories absolutely everywhere, but mostly it's by using sugar-free things. Now, a lot of the sugar-free things are actually made with natural extract like stevia, not necessarily aspartame. So anyway, the GI doctor uncovered that this is what is causing like, so I got rid of the gummies, which was my original problem already. This is like a year and a half ago, but I had been subsequently just using way too many sugar-free products. And so I explained to the doctor, he's like, I don't understand. He goes, you have a really nice body. Also feels like you're hitting on me. Wait, he said he's that? Like, you have a really nice body. I don't know why you needed, you felt like you needed to eat all this sugar-free. And I'm like, well, first of all, chicken and egg. I have a nice body because I eat sugar-free stuff. And he said, you know, have you ever thought about intermittent fasting? Because I think that- I thought, of, I thought you were going to say about being part of a thruple. No. <laughs> have you ever thought about my dick, your mouth? Yeah. <laughs> yes, I have, yes, I actually. Have. <laughs> yes, I have. So he said, you know, I think intermittent fasting, he goes, that's what I do. I only eat between 12 and 6, and that's it. And I said, um, yeah, okay. And, you know, it's, I said, you know, I, I don't technically intermittent fast, but I have skipped breakfast in seventh grade, but it's not considered fasting because I have the sugar-free creamer in my coffee and that breaks any kind of fast. So he explains ketones to me and he's really like yipped up on this intermittent fasting and he's very sweet. He spends a bunch of time with me. I said, okay, thank you. And I go to the front and he comes out to the front after he's like, you know, done with me, he comes to the front and he goes, Corinne, Corinne, uh, so there's an app that you can download. And I was like, all right, I didn't want to have to do this, but I'm going to stop you right there. Have you heard of the show Survivor? I did that show twice. I understand how to fast. I, d- I don't need to pay for an app. Right. <laughs> like, I'm good. You told me that I have a six-hour window. That's, like, did all I need. Did you know you weren't Survivor? No. But unfortunately for me, I said it in front of the two girls in the front. And one of the girls was like, oh, my God. No way. And she was the girl that had to sit in as the third person to make sure he didn't rape me during the exam. You know how they have that, like, extra oh, person? Oh, yes. And I, she goes, oh, my God. I'm a huge fan. I was like, and now you've seen my asshole. Right. And she was like, oh, don't be embarrassed. I was like, I'm not. I'm saying good for you. Yeah, she's you, gonna be you, like a dozen disappointing yeah, person. Yeah, like it's, the Mona Lisa. it's the world's smallest asshole. So. Worth the flesh. Yeah. <laughs> so now the whole office is clear about who I am. But that was my last ditch effort to be like, yeah. And that, next time you think go of there, me, gonna be a think sign of saying, me softly. <laughs> there's gonna be a sign saying we broke the girl from Survivor yeah. here. You want some, little man? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, look, so I I respect because I know that I know that hurt. And there is a level of pain. I was really where you're upset. not sure, like where you are, like you lose all orientation. I, 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 yeah, I really, I, I honestly have never ever had anything that has been more painful than that. Not ever. Nothing has ever happened to me that was more painful than that. I wonder if they don't tell you because they're worried if people they won't come. Or I remember one time I was at the Here's- dentist, and I don't care about needles. But I was—I think I was getting a, a root canal. Yes, my dad does. And uh, you know, you know that one kind of needle where it's got the two finger grips on it like it's from oh, like yes, 19 yeah, yeah, yeah. 10s uh-huh. 
he had that and I like had my eyes closed and I opened them and he put it behind his back like oh. he was a fucking <laughs> rabbit or some shit. Right. And and I was like, I don't care about that. And he goes, okay. And he just pulled it out like the Terminator, but it was a gigantic okay. needle. They so, should tell you. He, should, he tried to hide that. wasn't cool. I didn't care, but I think maybe people freak out. No, Al, what I am freaked out about is if that is the amount of pain it caused, there has got to be a way you could have anesthetized the area. There's no reason in this, in 2023, this is not Outlander. You know, I love an Outlander reference. <laughs> I don't need to like have an amputation where you're just going to have me bite down on something. Like give me the anesthesia. This is very, very painful. Nobody should have to sit through that. That's wild. I, I'm sorry. The whole time you were talking, yeah. I was just thinking about if you were involved in like a legal uh, dispute where there was like a deposition and like before the lawyer, be like, I'm sorry, everybody. There's a lot of Outlander references <laughs> yeah. here. There's I a lot of Outlander it, coming like, in. This is a uh, malpractice case, yeah. but this is just understanding. Yes. Let's so, kick it off. There's only one Highlander. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I wanted to read. So we got this particular um this uh, this email, well, I'll read, read it to you, but it had to do with dieting. And since I've just started intermittent fasting, I thought I would get your take on if you've ever intermittent fasted. And then I'll explain what's been going on because it is very good. Okay. So he said, I think I sent an email to the podcast, but probably Amelia did it by sending it during an underground train ride. So I'll just post it here. Corinne, as the queen of fitness and holder of two class passes, little background, when class pass was first invented, you had a limit of the amount of classes you could book. It was... So I started a second account on a different credit card so I could have, I could reach the limit on two different class passes. Oh and that's God. what he's referencing. Yeah. So, okay. I need some advice. I'm trying to slim down and want to know what you two recommend. I love to pop an FDA unapproved diet pill, put on the podcast and start an orange theory session. What is the best way to get some results and overall exercise advice? And what's gym etiquette? Thank you for the pod. My safe word is life is what happens between ambience. All right, Joe. So, you want to go first, and then I'll tell you my experience so far. Uh, about intermittent fasting. Well, diet. If you have any diet tips, he's not specifically uh, asking for so me. That. What really helped, uh, really maintain, especially since I, uh, after co I was working on a lot, and then COVID hit, and I have not been able to get back into it. I worked out with the kettlebells this morning, but it's been like a real issue for me, like getting back. It's been like I've never taken seven months off of working out. Uh, during COVID, I was burning like 3,000 calories Jesus. a day. Work, I was working like, uh, like two and a half hours a day. Right, I hated my ex and just like right. I love working out. But um, I think also what threw me off is post-COVID, everybody has their own weird symptoms that are almost unique to you. And I was cramping up mm, all the time. Mm -hmm. So I had I stopped going to yoga because like I remember one class, like I it was to the point where I was killing it to the point where I would do two soul cycle classes back to back. And then I would go to yoga. Oh wow! And then then it's like to so the point where I could, a lot of free time on his hands. I couldn't do I couldn't do like ten minutes into just one yoga class after COVID, and like my triceps would cramp up. And I, it was like mentally because I would like have to leave, and I wouldn't walk out and be like, "I'm fine, motherfuckers." Yeah, you know, it's yeah. like, "Oh, big black guy had to quit." I want to be like, "I'm like my arms would just lock up." Yeah. So like I gotta, I, you know, it 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 doesn't seem like it's as much of a problem, but sometimes I still feel it, and it's like mentally. Mm -hmm. It's gotten to me, but uh, I would say working out the best, the best thing to do is, and this is just for me, I didn't realize how much, uh, I needed a class and I needed to pick somebody in the class that I was going to beat. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Orange theory really just, they really yeah. just took that idea and really yeah. made it so you can look and see, 
but I would just in Soul Psych, I'll pick a guy like my size and I'd be like, oh, somebody's sitting on their seat there, buddy. Yeah. Are you all right, yeah. Doc? You know, she said, turn it up. I see your hand move down to turn it up. What's going on? Are you cool? Yeah. Like in my head, but that's yeah, in yeah, my yeah. head, but uh -huh. that's stupid. But that's I how think I everyone does that. That's how I, I motivated myself. And then I stopped drinking. That really helped me too. Yeah. So, um, I, okay. So first when, when I talk about working out, so I work out always and I have since I was 14, one hour a day minimum, right? And I take one day off a week. But generally speaking, I get in somewhere between, I don't know, around 10 workouts a week because I do two a days on multiple days. But my two a days, the way that I convince myself to do a two a day is generally speaking, the second workout I don't feel is a workout. So the second workout, like after this, I'll go, I mean, it's hot as shit out, but if it gets a little cooler, um, I'll take like a five mile walk. That's considered the second workout. I need to do, I need to do that a couple of times a week. Um, I think if I'm in a zone where I'm trying to lose weight, then I start doing that like every single day, no exceptions. And it has to be like a minimum of five miles, sometimes 10. Like That's during awesome. the, yeah, during the pandemic, I had this friend, Kelsey, who we would just walk. Like I'd be like, all right, we're just going to make a goal. Like there's, we knew there was Froze at Bigsby's. We're going to do a 10 mile walk all around the city and then end at Bigsby's for the Froze. And then Uber back? No, no, no. You'd walk back? Yeah. We'd walk back, but it, Jesus, the whole thing all in was raising money for something. No, for it was just like you couldn't do much during the pandemic, yeah. and it was like seasonally speaking, it was like a nice time to walk. So I always advise. It's very hard, I know, for some people. Like even I'm a morning worker outer, but like in the like any time after four p.m. to get me to do anything is very difficult. But walking, I can I can get down with. Like there's no reason I can't walk. My legs work. I can walk. Right. Sometimes I go to the mall and walk, or but I will walk. And so I highly recommend adding that's as much the, walking. That's the first thought you have before you're like, these sketchers are cute. Yeah. The mall opens an hour early for us. Yeah, no exactly. Teens. You know, we have in <laughs> South Florida, we have Sawgrass Mills Mall, which is like the largest mall. Sawgrass yeah, mall, it's like yeah. a mile long mall. So like it was a very easy walking. It's a big walking thing. Anyways. um, Okay. Now to my dietary problems. So as I've told you, like. Wait, I, before you get to that, mm -hmm. let me just say this. This morning was the first morning I ever wanted to work out in like seven months. So it's a big wow. deal. Yeah, it's like. Why it's, do you think that was? I don't know. I'm finally like at the point where I'm just like, I need to start again and I want to. Uh-huh. And so, yeah. So like this, it's so weird. The morning that we're taping the, this was the first time since I've had COVID that I wanted to work out. Well, I never want to work out, but I just can't. I can't. I can't miss it. If I, if I started to slip up, like I don't. Yeah, there's just no when I did Survivor, the first few days I was in Africa, I was like doing sit-ups and push-ups. And Charlie was like, yo, like knock it off, man. Like we need to like we have no food. We have no water. Like we need to win challenges, like enough. Right. And I was like, I just don't think it's good to take this many days off. And he's like, they're not really days off. Yeah. You think <laughs> like, that's a day off yeah, in the desert in Africa. So I've always subscribed to calories in, calories out sort of thing, which is why I have I cut calories wherever I can. However, as I've aged and my metabolism is fucked in general, I have found that it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what I do. Like, I'll give you an example. When I had COVID, I had to be on an IV for five days. I couldn't intake anything. I could not swallow. That was part, one of the side effects of COVID that I got. So I couldn't swallow like anything, no water, nothing. So what I had to have, uh, I hired uh, like visiting nurses of America who would come during COVID because I was, I'm not going to the hospital. All I need is IVs. I had 102.7 fever. I couldn't break my fever because I couldn't take Advil. So anyway, they were coming to my house. My point is for, I think about a total, for five days for sure, I didn't eat, I didn't consume anything. All I had was the IV. And then for like- Did you ever think this was real bad? Like was there a yeah, point? Yeah, I thought it was pretty bad. There, there was a, there has to be a moment where you're like, was, I'm not getting over this. Like the moment where you're like, I need to go to the hospital. I'm not trying to 
trigger anybody listening, but like there, it you know, it's one thing from like I'm sick to like I can't swallow. Like I you're talking about some serious yeah, shit. Yeah, I yeah, it was pretty bad. I mean, I was spitting my own saliva into a cup because I couldn't take it. I couldn't. I I literally I couldn't speak at all. So I had to. I had somebody that was basically my translator to the nurses. And then when the nurses would come, I would write on a piece of paper because it wasn't the same nurse every time. Um, I'd write on a piece of paper like I will. You, you will administer the IV upstairs on my couch. Like I can't because I couldn't. I couldn't go up and down my stairs. Mm-hmm. And so I'd give them instructions. Anyways, so you it was, have another napkin that said, "Stop going through my shit." I can tell <laughs> when it's moved. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had a napkin that said, "Please add." Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know how many panties I have. You creep. <laughs> yeah, um, they're all female nurses actually, but. Uh, in the time that this happened, I was like, okay, at the end of all this, what do you guys think the first thing I did was? When I was well enough to get up the extra flight of stairs where my bathroom and my bedroom is, I was like, I'm getting on the scale. Let's see <laughs> how we did. Right? This is my reward. Silver linings. Dude. Fucking not one pound. Not one pound. My like, body did not lose one pound. Your body thought you were dying. Yeah. Which and you've I was, done to it before. Yeah. And I was like, this is so fucking shitty. So- this is all to say that it's very difficult for me. Even when I cut things out, my body just like corrects for it. It adjusts. It's so annoying. There's a reason we're still here after all these generations of winners and famines and everything. Cause your body's just like, Oh, there's no food this winter. All right. We're just shutting it down. Yeah. Okay. I mean, but there are other people that like, I, I do think back on my first season of survivor, the guy who won Bob, who's like the, he is the oldest winner. He, um, he's looks like a skeleton and he only lost one pound the entire time we were out there. I lost 22 pounds when we were out there. So some people's bodies do that. I don't know why my body in its old age has now decided to start saving things. Would you um, say that you were in the best of your shape? No, I would not. I okay. would not say that. I'm not in my best mating condition. <laughs> I, I mean, I was naturally very thin and it's just, I am, I'm still thin, but I just, I would love to cut like a, you know, where would you say, uh, because, but I'm very dense. I have a lot more muscle now than I did when I was like, you know, in my MTV modeling days. Like that, 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 that was my question. When would you say was like your target year? Like some people would say like 93 Jordan was the best he mm. was in his career. Where would you say, what, what is, what is your 93 Jordan or 07 LeBron probably? Um, I mean, I'm, I'm muscular mm-hmm. now. You are. I liked when I looked like I was dying. Like really? in my like, yeah, in college, like when I did MTV and when I did the calendar, yeah, like I was a waif and there's just no way, there's nothing like, even if I didn't eat for, for six months, I could never probably get that thing. Your body just like won't do it. It won't let you. No. So this is what I'm saying. So I started intermittent fasting and because I'm choosing the strictest one, which is the six hour, you know, you can do an eight hour, you can do a 12 hour. I'm doing the six hour window, but because I have to take my Ambien on an empty stomach, I'm pushing the window back. So I don't eat anything until 2 PM. And my last morsel of food or drink goes in at eight. So it's two to eight. But you see, I have to, I work out at, you know, 630 in the morning and then I got to make it to 2 p.m. And it's fucking horrendous. But doesn't your body need nutrients right after a workout? Like a Well, pump? that's the thing. I'm, tr- I'm trying to force my body into accepting defeat. Into muscle wasting. Yeah. So yes. I have, I've only been doing this. Uh, well, I guess he told me Friday. So I've been doing it, whatever. What's today? Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Five Wednesday. days. So far, so good. I have lost two pounds. Shut up. Yes. And so I think I cracked the code, you guys. So I am here to tell you, if you are struggling, pick an intermittent fasting window. Now, it says, I also want to be clear that it said, like, basically, if you're intermittent fasting, that you 
you can you can have like kind of whatever you want. I wouldn't do that. But like during that six hour window, it's pretty loose. They're not super strict. I am being super strict. So I'm only intaking like for at 2 p.m. today. I had um, this buffalo jerky th- stick that I like. That's what you chose. And then uh, uh, I had a banana. And, okay. and then I had also a, a quarter pound of uh, deli meat uh, buffalo chicken breast that I like. So I'm just eating basically protein. I'm trying Where to keep are your it. greens? Then uh, my asshole. I, there's no. You we're don't... not looking for extra roughage. <laughs> oh no. So what's that been like? What the shitting situation? Well, since intermittent fasting, phenomenally better. Really? Yes. Yes. So I am gonna. You guys, I'm gonna keep doing it. You know me. I'll stick to this. I will give you the outcome. But so far, I'm like. If this was all I needed to do, why the fuck did it take a colorectal surgeon to tell me? Well, because you were taking in a lot of fake sugar and you almost destroyed your asshole. Almost. All right. Um I'm glad okay. you're fine. Thank you. Okay, wait. Uh, let me get back to my let's get back to you dating, shall we? Yes, I know. We're gonna talk and have a little bumble chat. Yeah, just a little. I'm thinking I might skip some of this because I so I matched with this guy and I've had a lot of trouble, you guys, lately. Like I've already, I feel like I've already made out with like all of the attractive tall men here. There's like nobody on the dating apps that's like tickled my fancy. And every once in a while when I see someone, I'm like, all right. And if I swipe right on you, it's because I'm planning to see you. Like that's what's happening. I'm not trying to. What do you I see? I, I is, Do you think that's just a certain mentality that people our age have? Because that's what I was thinking. I didn't realize there are people on Bumble that are just playing around. Thank you. What is that? I don't know. So this is that. So this is, it's Bumble. So I have to send the first message. This is my first message. Hi, Joseph. Where in Denver are you? Would you like What's to meet up, for- Joseph? Remember that episode? <laughs> what up, Joseph? Yes. yes. Um, want to meet for a drink? Out the gates. That's what I say. And he said, of course. I live in Lakewood. How about you? I love your big smile. Has anyone ever told you that your smile is attractive? <sighs> probably, Joseph. Yeah, probably it's come across my plate. you think you're the first yeah. one? <laughs> so I said, um... Thanks for the compliment. My dad is a dentist, so a good smile is important, and you have one too. What's your schedule like? Would you like to get happy hour tomorrow? So again, like, I am not – shut it down, man. Like, do you want to meet? This is when I'm available. Where do you live? What's in between the two of us? You're like Bumble AI. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, Where pretty – Where are you? Yeah. I'm not – sector of town? I'm not interested in learning about you now. I'll learn about you when I'm sitting across from I you. Feel, dude, I feel you. What's the point of this? So he said – Sounds good. I always get my teeth cleaned too, but that's why our smiles are so bright. LOL. I'm usually busier in the mornings with some emails, meetings to deal with. Afternoons are more relaxed. I don't like to meet quickly before getting to know one another. And I was like, God damn it. And then he said, I'm a newbie. I just started using Bumble a week ago and a friend of mine introduced me to it. How long have you been using Bumble? How's your experience here? You know what my experience is? I don't want to make small talk. Yeah. And I don't, I, I don't want to, who cares what my experience on Bumble is? Yeah. Who cares? This is this is the new employee running into the 22-year-old yeah. vet in the break <laughs> yeah. room. It's exactly. like, I can't, this seems like a cool company. You're like, oh, does it? Yeah. Wait till the holiday parties yeah. and then the slurs come out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, Al. Yes. So I said, my experience is that a lot of people message endlessly and don't actually want to meet. I have to make small talk for work every day. And I just feel like meeting for a drink is a much better way to know if you're compatible. If you would like to meet via FaceTime first, that's fine because I'm thinking if you need to see what I look like, whatever, I don't care. But texting via this app ends up being very consuming, time consuming. And in general, I can't figure out if I'm attracted to someone without meeting them. So I'd like to cut to the chase. And then he wrote back. I feel like I'm about to get mad. Ah, it's such a panty dryer. Just wait. Why don't you want to meet? 
And I'm like, but I just said I want to meet. He said, now a lot of people are just looking for sex. This, by the way, what I'm about to read to you is one sentence with one, two, three, four, five, six, seven commas. Okay. Now, a lot of people are just looking for sex. I'm looking for a like-minded lady and a long-term relationship. I'm an honest, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm mostly growing the financial industry. I have my own team of financial advisors working for me, taking on some financial clients. I have my own studio. My team and I are mainly engaged in cryptocurrency market investment. Okay. So a market that's tanked. Is it's that's gonna be an unmatch for me, dog. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And it's like here's the thing that stupid people do. They think that they can throw around words that they think are big words to them and scare off other people because the people they know are stupid. Yeah. You saying <laughs> yes, your so financial true. team is assembling a financial plan. <laughs> like people that are in the business, the last thing they want to do is talk to somebody that they're attracted to mm -hmm. about business. Yes. I wouldn't be like, look, Corinne, I want to record today, but let me just, I got to meet with my agent about some Hollywood chat. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to get a script sent to me. I'm going to re revise it and send that right. back over. Mm -hmm. And then we're going to check the algorithms of my influx to my cash. Shut the fuck yeah, up. Yeah. Dude, what are you, are you free now? I don't care what you do. This is these, you can talk to me about your financial team over a drink, over coffee. Uh -huh. What do you, what does he think he's going to, you're going to rip your shirt open like Superman at I don't know. some fancy restaurant? Um, it turns out I did respond. I didn't realize I just swiped right and saw the next picture. I said, I don't want to have small talk. I will meet in person. Let me know if you're interested in doing that. All right. I'm back on his side now. So <laughs> I, mean, I don't think he's, I don't <laughs> think we're going to, spoiler, I don't think we're going to meet. Well, I was like, I just fucking said I don't want to have small talk. Why did you just give me seven commas and a run on sentence about cryptocurrency? I just don't care. Show up and be hot. I don't care what you do at all. I don't know if crypto people cannot talk about crypto. No. Crypto people are the internet version of CrossFit people. Uh-huh. Where it's just like, oh, yeah, I was hanging with my other friend. He's a crypto guy, too. And uh, his wife, big crypto girl, She, uh, they went with her. She's like, dude, she, do you have any other things you do? Yeah. Do, I, they're hundreds. What are you doing? There's a lot of hours that you're probably not if you are only focused on crypto. But but, but I feel like we what? we've all decided crypto is a completely fucked up. Like everyone lost their money, so why are why is that even a flex anymore? It's I think not. it's a flex that I didn't put any money in crypto. Yeah, it's a it's a flex that I could have and didn't when it was just getting started. Hannibal, who's way ahead of his time, was telling me about. I think I've said it on the podcast. He's telling me about crypto and uh, and Ethereum. And we had just taken a private jet, and I think maybe it was like my first or second. So I'm still buzzing off that. We're landing. I'm like, well, you know, what are we about to do in this city? Do yeah. Gig, go get the girl. And he's like, yeah, this thing, Bitcoin. And I mean, this is like nine years ago, nine, 10 years ago. And I just was like, if I had just put a hundred bucks. Yeah. But I was just like, what is he? I was like, what the fuck is Ethereum? Mm -hmm. You know, and here. Yeah. My daughter tried to tell me about TikTok, told her to buzz off. Yeah, of course. I mean, yeah, Richard did the same thing with yeah. me. <laughs> I um, mean, my daughter told me when it was still Musical.ly. She was like, you should get on this. I was like, you know, it used to be a, a karaoke app, Musical.ly, and it switched over to TikTok. Yeah. And when I looked at it, I was like, I'm not editing video. No, and I still feel that way. I hate it. I hope, I, I always say this, I hope China takes it or whatever's Russia, one of them trying to take so. it. I think Russia's busy. Mm, but yeah. If, they, they, if they could put this on the docket, I'd really appreciate it. Just get rid of this fucking... <laughs> Stupid shit. Um, all right, I want to hear. I want to hear from our okay. listeners. Yes, yeah, let's do Where's it. My... And do... Okay. Here's so, my you guys, if you'd like to send us an advice question, it's at my safe word is more advice at gmail.com. Yes, and I just want to let everybody know that it, it really says like who I am because I couldn't find my phone when you when I knew I was going to have to read this. 
And instead of like finding a place to interject and then we'd have to cut, I just sat here. And then you were like, so we're going to get to it. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> I still didn't say anything. And then Chris pointed to the ground and I was oh, like, unless he really likes to. my See, shoes, that's what he's here for. he pointed to my phone. But that's the thing is in life. And I want everybody to know this when there's like an opportunity to react and be proactive, just sit there and be helpless. And another adult somebody else will, will do it for you. Yeah. Yes. I, okay. like that. I was like, I, sure. just, I don't have my phone. I don't yeah. know what you want me to do. All right. Here we go. The subject of this, which I love, is bad baby names. Mm. All right. Yeah. Oh, God. I have one at the top, top of my mind Ooh. that a friend just named her kid. Yes. All right. It says, hi, Al and Corinne. Uh, I'm someone that is extremely judgmental of bad baby names. Shout out. If you're spelling your child's name in some incom inc incomprehensible way, like Juliet. And she spells Juliet like the word jewel and then Y-E-T-T-E. It's supposed to be. That sounds like It's Tell supposed it. to be Juliet. And yes. Oh. I met somebody whose name is spelled like this or something dumb like Archangel. <laughs> <laughs> I've also met somebody named this. I think that you're a menace to society and should be stopped at all costs. I love this woman. Uh, this question is inspired by the fact that I recently discovered that Corinne's favorite uh, Survivor co-star, Sugar, named her daughter Punky yeah. Jean. Uh, yes. What are some of the worst that baby tops, names? That's a high. Yeah, that's bad. Yes. Shout out. Lots of love, Michelle. She put her name. So I'm going to say. Oh, OK. Michelle. Hi, Michelle. Um, you know, I've heard the gamut. I, I want to say that, like, I grew up with a somewhat weird name. My parents got it off an old show called Soap. I remember and, myself. Mm -hmm. I know Chris knows. So we were talking about that a couple weeks ago. And I loved having a unique name, but it wasn't like offensive, right? Like it's it's a name. It's a little difficult to spell. Um, but I'm usually like the only Corinne anyone had in class. So you didn't have to be like, which Jen? Jen L or Jen K or right. you know, and it's like Corinne. Oh, Corinne. Like it's very and it's easily identifiable. It helps me with Survivor too. Survivor, a lot of people go by like Sugar did a nickname, or they go by um their last name, like the guy who won my season. Jesus, now I can't remember. Oh, Cochran. I hate him. Um, he didn't go by John. He went by Cochran because well, it's memorable. identifiable. Right. And so I'm lucky. My parents gave me a name that I think, and I, I, I'm open to criticism. I wish they would have spelled it like it's – my mom used the proper spelling, but everyone thinks it's spelled C-O-R-R-I-N-E instead of – you do that all the time. Right. Instead of one R I and two N. myself. Yeah, but you're not the only one. I mean, <laughs> my father recently spelled it wrong, so – there you oh, have it. Well, you know what? My phone auto-corrects to the right way now. Oh, really? That's how you know we've been friends for a while. Yeah. yeah. So I've heard some bad names, but uh, this one I just jumps to my mind because it's just – it just happened. I have a friend who's – she's very cool, okay? She's very cool. She's very beautiful. She's very cool. She had a kid on her own, and I think it's it's the type of thing she would do, but I thought it was a bizarre name. So she named her child, which the kid is, like, stunningly gorgeous, but she named the kid – Ocean. Mm. It's problematic. Yeah. I knew an ocean. And it's spelled just like ocean. But she didn't spell it like ocean. She spelled it O-S-H-U-N. That's worse, I think. Ocean. Yeah. It's. I just don't like any names that's going to put any expectation on mm. this kid. Right. Because if you're like, you know, like... Uh, yeah, I think Cam Newton or so, you know, some super athlete named their kid like Chosen. Yes. And stuff like that. When yeah. you start doing that and almost naming them after a deity, like they can't work at FedEx now. You know, yeah. like you really have boxed yeah. them in to really be great. Uh, so, yeah, I 
or also just anybody that has like a name like like Juliet, but you spell it like that. You get all fucked up. You're just making life for them. If if they had to add up at the end of their life, how many times are the doctor's office like, no, E. W E L Y. Yeah. They're every dinner reservation, every time they put their name in their phone, every time. Um, so I grew up with a girl, there was a trend. I don't, I don't know if this was just in like my neck of the woods or if this was everywhere where people, when we were in high school, were changing their names legally, changing the spellings of their names. I actually campaigned to change, to change the spelling of mine because it was difficult to spell. My parents were like, no, that's not happening. And I had a friend. The big thing was you, you were, you were adding a Y where there was an I or you were adding an apostrophe. And I'll give you an example. So a girl that I went to school with, her name was Jessica, J-E-S-S-I-C-A. She got her white trash parents to change her spelling of her name so that it was J-E-S-S apostrophe C-A, Jessica. And I don't know why they said yes. And now I see it on Facebook from time to time and I'm like, she's got to live with this. That's how black legally comics changed. used to do with their names in the 90s. She's not black. Y'all ready for Jessica? Yeah. Yeah. It's just one name. Jessica. I think Monique does that. I think Monique yeah. is with the apostrophe. Yeah. That's uh yeah. But it's a weird rebrand to like do she would she didn't become famous or anything. We were just in high school and she's just a normal, she's a mom. And that's I wonder if she changed it back. No, not according to Facebook, she didn't. It's probably a bit of a pain in the ass. Uh yeah. <laughs> like all your documents, yeah, your college degree, everything. And some places, like when you fill things out there, like you can't put an apostrophe here. Like you can't yeah. put a pound sign in certain right. like government right. websites totally. and stuff. That's very that's very weird. Yeah. I'm not I'm not sure I can think of other it this this got me thinking of one and it's not that I just it's... don't I don't pay attention to kids' names. It's like unless it's like ocean and I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> I don't notice it. Yeah, I, well, this isn't this isn't uh, a bad name at all. It's actually a famous name. It was just one of my students who I loved. He was. Can like, I guess? Yeah. Was it Sinbad? No. Oh, it was a good but guess, that was right? A good guess. Thank you. I yeah, thought it was a good I guess. That's a really good guess. <laughs> Thank you. By the way, this is another random story. I remember one time we were in the uh, you know the the offices of the Improv, and uh, it's like after the show uh, on a Friday night, and people were calling to get tickets for the next night. And my girl, Sarah, was uh, the manager then. And she picked up the phone and was like, no, sir. And like hung the phone up. You know, we're having drinks. And we're like, we're like, what was that? Me and my boy, Neri, were back there. She just goes, some guy just called and asked if Sinbird was playing. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was like, why didn't you react like that? And then my boy was like, well, is he? Yeah. <laughs> Sinbird. Uh-huh. But yeah, the, uh, one of my students, his name. Mm was Lyndon B. Johnson. Oh, boy. I swear on my grandmother and my father Was and he my related kids. to? No, he was this cool-ass, light-skinned black kid in Miami. Whoa. Glasses, the most respectful. He was such a, like, a good kid where you're like, I don't know who your parent. He was like a, he wasn't a nerd. Like, definitely had respect from all yeah. the other kids. Like, girls liked him. But his, he was just named Lyndon B. Johnson. That's so crazy. And I told, I it would have been my, better if it was Sinbad. It would have made more sense. Sinbad or Bird. Yeah. yeah I, and I told the teacher that, uh, like one of those like crusty veteran teachers that makes you stop teaching because you're like mm. you can see the ghost of Christmas future yeah. that like openly hate the kids. And I go, I have a kid in my class named Lyndon B. Johnson, and he goes, Yeah, that ain't nothing. 
I had a kid named Woodrow Wilson a couple of years no ago. Way. You know, it's like, what's up with these parents? I don't know. I wonder how many people have like the full name of a president, mm -hmm. like a like a middle school would. Yeah, that's super that's, weird. Yeah, Dwight Eisenhower, <laughs> literally, but not like I named him Dwight, but it's you know Kaplan. Yeah, it's like you give him the like the full thing. Very weird. Yes, extremely. And then like I wonder like does every president have at least one person named? Is there a Howard Taft out there? Yeah, probably. The more com Lyndon Johnson is a little bit strange. Lyndon, Lyndon is not. Ly no, it was the B too. Yeah, yeah, of course. The B was in there too. Yeah, it was. So, it's so weird. Huh. He never mentioned it. He never was even like, "Isn't that weird? My name is." A he never mentioned it. <laughs> he might not have known. Maybe you're the first to tell him. I remember like reading it off the roll the first day. I was like, because it stood out. I had my classroom was like the United Nations. Hmm. Like I had black American kids. Haitian American kids, Venezuelan kids, Jewish kids. Mm -hmm. Yeah, obviously Cuban. that's how Florida is. Yeah. yeah, I mean, my classroom was like the first time I ever heard about Skype. This is how long ago it was. I had a kid in my first period class, my honors class, and he was uh, his dad was a, an ambassador uh, to the Netherlands. Mm -hmm. And I was like, don't you miss your dad? You know, that must be really tough. And he goes, it's tough, Mr. Jackson, but I have Skype. And I was like, Skype, what is this dork talking yeah. about? And I was like, kids were already ahead of uh -huh. their time. But yeah, it's like it, it, literally kids from Curacao and just yeah, yeah, places that Curacao. I didn't Suriname, yeah. places I didn't really wasn't familiar with. I lived in that part of the mm -hmm. world, but yeah, it's uh, you, you meet a lot of different people. I, I really, I miss my time. I, I wouldn't say I'm glad I don't teach anymore just because it was killing me, but the kids gave, they give you the biggest laughs because they're, they're almost like the reason that love on the spectrum is like interesting, but also hilarious because yeah. they're so honest that their questions are like, there's no like shade, like, yeah. oh, Corinne, where'd you buy that from? Like, that's an adult well, shitty thing to say. Like, they just ask like sometimes hurtful questions, uh -huh. but just like very directly. So my mom told me this and she'll probably kill me for telling it, but it's too good not to repeat. She just told me this story. So my mom and dad have, they, the dog that they have is much older. So they don't, they don't always take the dog with them to our upstate house. Sometimes they get this dog sitter and the particular dog sitter that watches the dog for them is, um, somebody who works in my dad's dental office. And she has a child that's, I don't know, let's say five. And my mom and dad don't really go anywhere without each other. So they always I'm go, cool yeah, they go pick up the dog together when they came home. But at this particular juncture, my dad was taking a nap on the couch. My mom's like, ah, I'll just go to her house and, and get, get the dog and come back. No big deal. So she goes to Eliana's house, the woman who watches the dog, and she gets there. And her son, who's five, goes, where's your father? And he's trying to say father because he thought my dad was my mom's father. Oh. My mother, look, my father looks exactly his age. My mother just happens to look really young. Right. And in the child's eyes, she just thought, so he said, where's your father? Oh. <laughs> and apparently Eliana was horrified. She's like, please don't tell Dr. Kaplan this happened. And my mother's like, are you kidding? I can't get home fast enough to I'll tell him that this happened. Yeah. yeah. So I, um, like, yeah, I thought that was a really like, oh, funny I can story. Play 18 year old, right? Yeah. My mother happens to look very young, yes. I, I, apparently. Show mom is a, a yeah, show mom. She's show mom. That's right. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's get some last final thoughts from Chris. Yeah. Yeah. You can have the mic. Go ahead. I had a couple final thoughts. The worst baby name I ever heard yeah. my neighbor in Chicago named their daughter Dorcas. What? I think it's Eastern European, so it's maybe not that bad. Well, no, it's bad. Not, it's not Dorcas. that bad over there. Yeah. Uh, the crypto guy could be a scam. He's just trying to get you to buy crypto. Maybe. I've seen that. Scam. Oh. Trash art. Are you sure you didn't just steal someone's <laughs> shit? 
<laughs> I am not sure. Like it's possible someone was moving out. Yeah. And I, yeah. I think that's what happened. Mm -hmm. uh, the tight hole. Well, the trunk was doctor, open. I think he was dipping his toe in the water with you. <gasps> okay. Thank so. you. Thank However, you. I have some advice for you. Don't date a doctor. They may be rich, but they're fucking insane. Mm -hmm. And I have an just some advice for all the listeners today. Take care of your ass, people. <laughs> yes. Take care of your ass. Yes. And That's like, it used to be as a doctor fellow that was like, take care of each other and yourselves. Yes. We're just saying, take and care of I your would like to. I would like to pitch a segment, a new segment on the show mm. on the air. I, it, it didn't hit me until Chris gave that excellent advice about the uh, somebody that, uh, that's swimmer the one to be a writer. And he was like, yeah, oh, during yeah. the strike, even though it seems counterintuitive. I think also, if you want to get into any facet of entertainment, Chris is an honest vessel. And a lot of people mm. are like, or they might be like, oh, you know, I get this many hits on my artwork. Should I try to go to LA and do something? Like, I think Chris, so if anybody's got any like showbiz, questions i think that oh yeah good. yeah yeah. we can we he, we we do have the ability to spin the mic and yeah. he, chris can yeah chris can answer questions if you have questions directly for him um but we love to hear from you you can find us on my safe word is more on instagram you can search the same thing on patreon we have a new patreon dropping um it should have been Tonight. dropped yeah. yeah before this uh before this episode and our patreons are really fun this last one i was um yeah well we love you guys um please subscribe to patreon helps us keep the lights on and uh you can find al at al jackson comedy yes if you want to directly email me where you fucking <laughs> <laughs> best buy you can find me at al jackson ig on instagram or al.gov apparently yeah. <laughs> you can find his myspace page yeah uh, yeah so find me on instagram al jackson ig tiktok at al jackson 24.7 uh, and for all my dates, check out Al Jackson Live. Uh, Corinne, where can the people for find all you? my dates? Just listen here, and I'll tell you about check them. Check out Bumble. So yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Scam. Chris is exactly right. Yeah, he's probably right. Well, but the pictures—they weren't like especially There's, hot. Because he was I was an average like, looking guy. I was like, "There's no man that wouldn't be like, oh, this hot, famous chick wants to meet me. I'm going to take it slow on Bumble. Shut up, dude. No. I don't know. He had all those specifics, like I'm in Lakewood and crypto scam. Yeah. yeah. Wow, I almost got scammed, you guys. Yeah, well, you yeah, like I give. I'm going. I'm getting trash art. I'm not the person that's going to give money into crypto. Yeah, I'm yeah. frugal. I think you're safe. Yeah. All right. Okay, love you guys. Wait, remember what? this isn't a podcast. oh shit. Yeah, you're about to break thirty five episodes of tradition. Oh my god, that's terrible. Because you're a little hot. I know. I'm really All hot. right, let's power through. Let's gabone this bitch. <laughs> All right, guys, remember yeah, this is not a podcast about life. It's a podcast about Botox in your rectum. That's right. All right. Love you. Love you. Bye. Yo, yo.